0: Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone, host of Film Festival Radio Show. And I have another interview that I cannot wait for you to hear. Well, this time I'm speaking with filmmaker, director, and writer Phil Dunn. He has a new film short titled The Stupid Boy. And it has now become an Oscar-qualified film that will be considered for a possible Academy Award nomination for next year. So we'll find out and see. So far, this film is cleaning up in the world of film festivals. It has uh, screened at, oh my goodness, I think it's nearly a 100, maybe over a 100 different film festivals throughout the world. And it has already racked up over 40, close to 40 two i believe awards in uh, different categories what is the stupid boy about well Phil was going to tell you, tell you the whole story, but the Stupid Boy was written and directed by Phil Dunn, and it tells the story of what happens between an autistic teenager and a white supremacist and If um, I don't want to give away too much of the storyline, so we'll just let Phil tell us more about the uh, film and also. Phil himself, again, he's the director and the writer of uh, The Stupid Boy, but on his own, he has quite a fascinating background himself. He was uh, born in England. He has studied medicine with uh, hopes of one day becoming a doctor like his father. That did not work out. Then he went to theology school. That didn't work out. He has no formal training at all as a filmmaker, but he is succeeding like nobody's business as a filmmaker. The Stupid Boy has, uh, as I said, has uh, screened at several film festivals throughout the world. And so later this month, it will be screened at the Mallorca International Film Festival in Spain. So it's still has some more of the world to uh, to screen in. So let's go to my recent chat with film director, filmmaker, writer, Phil Dunn, as he talks about the making of The Stupid Boy. So let's take a listen. done he is a very talented screenwriter director uh calling us all the way from uh england here and phil you have even though it's a film short you have a monster of a film short successful film on your hands the stupid boy and um I will just say this: the film it has been so successful on the film festival circuit; it has now qualified to be considered for a 2024 Academy Award, among other awards. So, okay, so This the film is "The Stupid Boy," about a teenager who is autistic, neurodivergent boy, um, and he meets this white supremacist. So take the storyline from there what what are people going to see
1: well um yeah it's a 15 minute film so it's uh, short and sweet but uh in that we cover quite a lot of ground and that we have this yeah neurodivergent teenager and he's growing up in a london where there's been a spate of white supremacist suicide bombings and um we get to know we get to know Michael in his world and uh he's uh, because of his neurodivergence I think he's he's being bullied at school and then on the other side we get to know this other character um Stephen, who is being uh groomed for the next um white supremacist attack and um we see these sort of parallel narratives and then finally in the in the final scene uh the two meet uh with some uh very um uh, <laughs> sort of crazy uh, consequences, let's put it that way.
0: Yes, that's a good way to, very good way to put it, because uh, we don't want to spoil it, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this film, uh, as I said, you've won over 30 and counting awards in different oh. film festivals. How, how many film yeah. festivals has it screened so far?
1: Um, I think it's screened at about, Fifty-six film festivals. So we've, we've our selections are up to sixty-three selections as of today, and um, and yeah, we just won our thirty-seventh award this very day. So it's very exciting.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I yeah,
1: it's been overwhelming.
0: It's quite overwhelming, but in a good way here, obviously. And yeah. I, I understand your next uh, screening is going to be in Spain. Is that correct?
1: That's right, yeah, yeah. we've got a couple of screenings in in Spain, um, and uh, we keep getting we're doing uh, lots of screenings, lots of festivals in um, Italy as well. Uh, we're then we are back over in America soon for the Ohio Film Festival in California, which I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, it just it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own, this film. It's just just jumping all over the world. and in fact, the the, the, the award that we just won today, was um was a really exciting one in that we won the manhattan short film festival which is one of the few festivals that is actually a global festival that they screen uh to thousands of people all over the world in more than 500 different venues around the world so um that's a bit of an exclusive because we just found that out and um we we won the whole the whole festival there i just can't quite believe that that's uh, it's been amazing
0: well this is obviously the success of the film is a double success for you because you not only are the director but you also are the writer of the script so how did this come about this storyline and these these characters for you
1: yeah um yeah it's one of those things where um you know is it that you you have the idea or does the idea sort of take hold of you and um i definitely feel like this sort of jumped on me one day we i was in the uh the, on the london underground the tube uh in, in london and um it was just not long after the 2005 terrorist attacks that we experienced here and i'm sure you know similar over in the states of 9-11 you know everyone very nervous about you know potential uh further attacks and i remember being you know looking on the train be looking around at who's who's wearing a big you know heavy jacket and what's underneath it or you know what's in that big rucksack and is that guy going to take it with him or is he leaving it there and um, I remember one day thinking, you know, what would I do if, uh, if someone started shouting that they had a bomb? What, what would everyone do? How did we react? And obviously, most people's reaction would be to run away in fear, it, it, to try and get away as far as they could before they detonate. Um, but, but this one time I was just I was sort of uh, envisioning this scenario uh, and wondering, you know, I, I, the thought suddenly occurred to me, what if, what if someone walked towards the bomber instead out of love? instead of running away out of fear. And um, that just that just rocked my wealth. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was, uh, you know, all sorts of things could happen in that scenario. And I'll leave it open as to what we chose. But um, yeah, that's where the sort of original seed came from. It was just like, whoa, what, what what would that look like? How would that work? Could that have, I mean, yeah. So that that's where it first came from. And then uh, that was obviously a long time ago, 2005. So um, it took me a while to, to sort of open the door and let it in properly and realize that it was a film that needed to be made. But um, now, yeah, I'm very glad that I did.
0: <laughs> oh, the whole world is happy that you did because uh, oh. The Stupid Boy, I think the title, of course, it grabs you. Oh, whoa, what is this about? And then when you yeah. see the film. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah. tell us about the two actors who uh, star as Michael, <laughs> the teen, and then Stephen, the, racist, bully guy. Tell us about those. How did you find these gentlemen?
1: Um, yeah, that was, I mean, we're so lucky to get such great actors. So um, Joshua Griffin plays um, Michael, um, central character, and um, he, is, he is an amazing actor. Um, he's obviously very young, but uh, he's a little bit older than he's playing in this film. Um, it's one of his. Uh, I think it was second his second or third short film, and um, we were really lucky to get him at that sort of early on in his career. Because I feel like he's going to go big. He's one to watch for sure. He's, he's going to be one of those British actors that kind of hits the world stage. Um, but yeah, it was actually, the first thing that drew our attention to him, we were looking in the casting process, and we really wanted to, to cast someone who was neurodivergent themselves, if possible. You know, um, so we were. That was one of the sort of flags we were looking for on on the casting profiles and and he he had that on there because um joshua is actually um practic and has add so he's kind of on the spectrum but just not very far along it in that in that sense and um so that was one of the things that drew our attention but then when we asked the self-tapes the the sort of short list of people for self-tapes his one just stood out a, a mile it was um just all the little nuance that he brought, the little looks that he did, not just the way he delivered the lines, but the way that, that just he embodied it so brilliantly. And I just immediately believed him. Uh, and yeah, that that's what sold us on his character, uh, on him playing the character. So, um, and on the other hand, yeah, we have Sean Mason playing Stephen and Sean is an, is an amazing British actor. He's been quite a lot of things um, on TV over here and a few films as well. Um and uh he's he's really he's a such a sensitive careful thoughtful actor who you know the day before when we were doing the bombing scene which is obviously a very big uh very difficult scene for an actor to 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 pull off he was going to have to wear a a vest a suicide vest in the middle of a, a crowded place and um it, it it was a big a big ask to, for him and um we you know he wanted the day before we sort of chatted for two three hours he really wanted to get his head around every single part of this character to really be able to do it justice. And, I mean, you see in the, in the scene, he just absolutely nailed it in such sensitivity. And that was something that was really important for me was that these parts, these people that were being played here were, were three-dimensional characters, it's a short film. So you have to have excellent actors that can do that in a short space of time. And, and thank God both of them really were.
0: They really did an outstanding job. Uh, I, I, well, obviously your your film is getting the awards to prove so. So, are there plans to expand the stupid boy into a full feature? It is begging to do so. I hope you're thinking about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm well. It's kind of you to say that. I, I am think I am thinking about it. Um, I, have, I have to say it's, it's not been my plan. It kind of felt. It was. It's. It, it. It kind of suits that short format in in the way that it is. That said, when I was writing it, um, there was a lot more there uh, that I cut out. So it was a good two, sort of two and a half, three times the length uh, when I first wrote it. And there's plenty of kind of backstory and plenty more there. But actually, I mean, I since um, since filming it, I've been writing two feature films and also another short film has been coming together rather excitingly. So. I'm, I'd be focused on those, but yeah, if someone was to say, hey, look, here's a ton of money, let's make this as a feature, I would definitely give it the time of day, and, um, you know, I think there's there's definitely lots we could expand on, because there uh, there's so many more things I would love to highlight about that story.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see this going in so many different directions here, for sure. Well, uh-huh. I tell you what, Phil, we've been, to, of course, talking about your film, but let's talk about you individually i was just i looked at your bio and your your background is so fascinating you you studied medicine then you studied theology and then you became a filmmaker with no film school training you are (laughs) just amazing my goodness
1: (laughs) (laughs) about that i think it's nice of you to put it that way i think um the whole way through all of those different changes, I was thinking, gosh, when, when am I going to actually figure out what I'm going to do? <laughs> like aimlessly sort of bouncing between these things. But, but um, no, I think, yeah, it's been a strange, uh, a strange path. But, uh, but actually now looking back, it's funny how you sort of see. It, it always makes more sense looking back, doesn't it? And um, yeah. I, you know, I went from someone who, you know, I, I wanted to be a doctor originally because my father was, and and because I, he would come home saying how he'd. He'd um, save people's lives that day, and I, as a kid, I'd be like, "Wow, well, that's we shouldn't we all be doing that? That's that's seems like a really important job, and uh, and of course it is. So when I, I I went I went to study medicine, I managed to get the grades, and I, and I did two years of it. But um, I, I soon realised that really that was me trying to be my dad, and you can't be your dad. You've got to be yourself. And um, after failing an exam in the second year, I I sort of took stock and decided to sort of refocus. And um, yeah, it's funny now making films, you know, I feel like in a way, um, you know, my dad was doing keyhole surgery inside people, putting a camera inside people's, you know, Mm -hmm. insides and, uh, you know, moving things around, taking things out and making them better as a result. And and I just, I sort of had this moment the other day where I realized, you know, actually weirdly, I am kind of doing something similar. I'm taking a camera, (laughs) I'm looking inside. Human beings inside human stories, and trying to see it from different points of view, different angles. Trying to, you know, get get inside where it makes people tick, and hopefully, you know, making, doing some good with those stories in the process. So, it's funny how it how you end up, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> for the for for a while there, it, it didn't look uh, very convincing. So I'm, I'm glad I can try and make sense of it now.
0: <laughs> and so, how did you end up uh, studying theology?
1: Um, well, I was um, so when I went to Imperial College for medicine, um, I started going to a church there uh, just nearby, and I um, I actually ended up uh, running some of the student work there. So uh, when I when I, I took some time off medicine when I failed that exam, my father just died before I got to university. So they said, "Listen, that we think that that's probably affected you. Why don't you take some time, reflect, think about what you want to do." And if you want to come back and carry on medicine, you can. Um, so I took that time and I worked for the church there, and I helped set up their um, their student work. They had they used to have a lot of students come. It's a very popular church, and um and that that was when I started playing with film again. Uh, to, for some of the events we did, I would cut together cool, well not well what I hoped were cool uh, little videos with, with sort of inspirational quotes and things to make people sort of think, and um. But I also started studying theology, and um, as a sort of weekend course there. Um, and it was during that that I sort of really latched onto—I just my love for theology. It was uh, because it's really about the stories that, throughout history, uh, have inspired uh, whole societies. You know, whole generations of people for the last few millennia have been affected. Influenced by these stories for better or for worse, obviously religion is not entirely a good thing um as unfortunately we can see more, more than ever today but um but yeah it 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 fascinated me, it really flicked so many of my switches much more than than anything else i'd studied and um so that 's when I yeah, went to go for my second attempt at a degree <laughs> up to Durham University to study theology there which um which I loved um and yeah, that that actually weirdly took me further into towards filmmaking, which I, I hadn't expected. But but uh, yeah,
0: was there any disappointment with your family not following into your dad's footsteps and becoming a doctor?
1: Yeah, there was a bit definitely. I think, but um, but you know, thankfully, I think my my mom was really supportive and um, you know, obviously worried because she's like, oh my gosh, you're you're going to throw away an incredible career, um, and. You know, uh, what, what what are you going to be? Are you going to become a vicar, a priest, or what? Where's this going? And um, I didn't know at the time. I wasn't sure, but I knew that the medicine wasn't for me, and um, I knew I wanted a different a different focus. So she she was worried, but she she ultimately was like, "Listen, you you've got to go with what you what you're passionate about, and and not you know try and fulfil others' expectations of you." And, and you know, very thankful for that that she 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 backed me and um i've got three sisters and a brother and they were they were there for me too so um yeah it, you know some worries obviously and uh even i was worried about myself but um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, now I've sort of latched onto what it is that I need
0: to do. Well, it all worked out. As we can see, you are now a world-renowned filmmaker here, uh, just making awards and making people happy all around the world. And uh, that is definitely a form. I guess we could say that's a form of medicine because when people are happy, uh, Mary Hart does yeah. the body good like a medicine, says the Bible. Yeah. So, yeah wow. that's
1: right yeah yeah exactly i mean that's that's what i've come around to is that actually um you know i think when i was a doctor when i was studying to be a doctor i was even thinking you know i can fix people's bodies maybe through this uh this approach but what about what about their whole their whole souls their who they really are as a person um even when we studied you know medicine they were talking about health being a much broader understanding like gl- like holistic health and that includes your emotions that includes your your psychology that includes even your spirituality and um it was that kind of. i was like wow well if i can just just fix their body but but the rest is still i mean it's not, it's not about fixing things is it? but but that's what i was how i thought at the time um what about the rest of the human what about all you know the whole thing um so yeah so that i think why i've ended up being you know or more to this, that stories seem to have a way of getting getting inside people. When you tell a story well, it can it can completely change things. Um, and I think you know, I think a lot of us need sometimes just that different angle on life to suddenly realise, oh wow, I, I I need to make some changes in my life because of you know what I, what I've just seen or what I've just experienced from that different point of view. So I don't know, but that that's that's kind of what I've <laughs> ended up with it.
0: Well, I have a couple of last questions here. Why do you think people, the world, I should say, why do you think world rena- uh, international audiences, why do you think they are so drawn and have enjoyed and accepted and embraced the stupid boy?
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I hope, I think, I think what I'm realizing is that, you know, the kind of film I want to make, and, and I think the kind of which which I think The Stupid Boy is exactly the kind of film I want to make more of is a kind of story that recognizes the, the complexities and difficulties um, and brokenness of life. And yet also right in the midst of that, not not despite of it, but alongside it offers something that is simple and true and hopeful, um, truly hopeful, not just a glib fluffy hope, but something that offers hope right in the midst of the difficulty and the darkness and the pain. And, and that, that's, that's the kind of film I think The Stupid Boy is. And that, you know, the winning Manhattan Short Film Festival today, where it's been voted for by thousands of people around the world. To, to see people choose that, you know, uh, to choose a story that does that, it, that gives me hope that, that you know, we, we all want to see love win. We want to see love work. And um, and and I think that's what this was. This this film was a, was an exercise in, in, in imagining, um, you know, love. How love can be powerful. How love is powerful, and in ways that perhaps we quite easily write off because we're taught that might is right. Uh, whoever's the strongest person will win um, physically. You know, whoever's got the biggest guns. Whoever's got you know etc. But but actually, love is this other you know, way that, that has, you know, that has power and it's one that we often, we all can wield that power in our own lives and, and so I think that's maybe why people respond because it's weirdly in the, this film, it there is, there are some very complicated issues in it but it does, it is at the same time quite empowering for people to watch, to think, well actually, I, I could do something as simple as that. Maybe not in the same extreme circumstances as our final scene but but actually, yeah, love can just in small ways, by loving people, we can make a difference in the world. So I hope that's it. I don't know, but you'll have to ask the audiences, but uh, that's what I'm hoping.
0: Now, uh, the title, The Stupid Boy, was that the yes. one and only original title that when you were wor- working on the script, was that the only title you threw around that, or you, the minute you came up with the, the title? Is that is it? it? Yeah. That's it. No, it
1: wasn't. No. Yeah. Originally, it had a different title. Um, yeah, it was original. I think the original title that I started with was, was just simply greater was the title because it was, I was trying to look at, you know, this idea of like, um, yeah, well, taking from what I've just said, you know, uh, instead of, uh, fear and, um, and, and, um, uh, violence having the final say, which it so often does in the world. Um, Is there something greater? And in this case, I'm saying there is, that that, that love is greater. So that that was the original title. I went with the stupid boy because, for a few different reasons, but um, one is my favorite book um, by Dostoevsky, um, is called The Idiot, and in that his central character is this amazing character who, through his simple view of the world, a different point of view of the world, kind of turns the sophisticated Russian society around him on its head. And I wanted my character to be like that. And also, I think, you know, I mean, there's lots of reasons. But another one for me is that, you know, actually, that was one of the voices in my head when I first thought this, it was like, you stupid boy, like, how do you think this is ever going to work, this story? <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, part, part of choosing that title was just me wanting to nail that voice to the wall and say, you know, maybe it isn't so stupid after all. Um, no. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's other things in there as well about, like, who's, who is the stupid boy in this film? Is it the central character, Michael, or is it the Stephen, the bomber? Um, no one actually ever it says, uh, calls anyone in this film the stupid boy, so it's and it's and it's left open really for the audience. Who, who do you think the stupid boy is? is it stupid uh, and naive, childish to believe in the simple power of love in the face of some of these complex issues. That is, in a way is meant to be kind of a question to the audience yeah. at the end of the day.
0: you you walk away with that very question in your mind. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Well, the title, as yeah. I said earlier, it's very catchy uh, because the minute you see it, you go, wait a minute, what is this movie all about? It does cause you to want to investigate and inquire uh, what is oh, this movie about, So, and it's a winner all the way around. So well, finally, Phil, uh, if uh, The Stupid Boy does indeed get an Oscar nomination, which I'm sure it will. Will you uh be coming over to LA for the actual Academy Awards uh, event?
1: A hundred percent. Of course, yes, that's <laughs> definitely. I mean that that feels like a long way off, but um but yeah, of course I will I, whatever's going on right then will uh, clear my diary and I'll be there. I think um I, I'd be fascinated to, to come along and uh just to meet the other filmmakers, I think for me that that's one of the most encouraging things of this year on the festival circuit has been meeting other filmmakers, you know, these, these crazy people, just as crazy as I am, who, who think that this could be a career like telling stories. Um, It's, it's, it's been such an inspiration for me and such an encouragement meeting other filmmakers and, and obviously to go to the Academy Awards and to meet, you know, some of the, the, obviously the best some of the best in the business, uh, that would be an incredible uh, honor for me. So there's no way I'm missing that. Um, I'd love to meet these other amazing people and, and, um, you know, just to even be thought of in the same sentence is ridiculous. So, yes, um, yeah, I'll be there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. That is great to hear. Well, finally, uh, give us a website and social media handles for the stupid boy.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, so it's, it's uh, very simple. It's just thestupidboy.com for the for the website or thestupidboyfilm.com. We've got both, and then um, on Instagram we're at thestupidboyfilm. Um, so yeah, come come find us on there. Um, you'll hear all the latest news and um, try and keep it interesting, and you'll sort of see our build up as we get uh, closer to the Oscars and the BAFTAs here in England as well. So. Yes, yeah, thank
0: you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Stupid Boy is traveling around the world at some of the top film festivals. We, we definitely need to find that and go to your website just to keep up with it. It's everywhere. So, <laughs> very good. Well, I say congratulations, Phil, to you and your producers and your whole film crew, the actors, on such a successful film short. Thank you so much for chatting with me.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you. I look forward to, I hope we can uh, maybe meet you down the line in person. So oh, yes. Thank you for that.
0: Absolutely. I'm just, uh, as we say in Texas, a hop, skip and a jump from Los Angeles here in Vegas. And so Thanks. I definitely plan on running over there when at Oscar time. And so hopefully I will get to see you on the red carpet.
1: That would be lovely. I would love that. Thank you so well, much.
0: Well, have a great rest of the afternoon there in uh, England.
1: Thank you. And you too for your day ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Take care then. <laughs> bye-bye. All right.
1: Cheers. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at FilmFestivalRadio.com.